everyone and welcome to the new episode of the All Atlantic Talks podcast, an initiative supported by the European Commission with an anchor CSA and with the aim of strengthening the visibility of the All Atlantic Ocean Research Alliance. I'm Carlo Gaudi, I'm a journalist, and the pleasure and honor to present this new episode of the All Atlantic Talks podcast, episode number nine, and we will talk about a very important topic, ocean science diplomacy contributing to the new milestone of the all atlantic ocean research and innovation alliance and today we have a very special guest with us starting with mrs siggy gruber active senior advisor at the european commission welcome mrs gruber Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your presence with us today. And we also have uh, Mr. Gilbert Seco, Director of Marine and Polar Research, Final Sciences at the Department of Science and Innovation in South Africa. Welcome, Mr. Seco. Good day, everyone, and thank you for having me. Thank you very much for being with us. We also have with us Mariana Andraji, Fiscal Board and Mentor of the All Atlantic Ocean Youth Ambassador here in Brazil. Welcome, Mariana. Hello, thank you for the invitation. Thank you for being with us. We also have Mr. André Holejac at the World Maritime University and Ministry of Science, Technology and Innovation in Brazil. Welcome, Mr. Holejac. Obrigado. Muito obrigado. And we have also Mr. José Joaquim Hernández Brito, Chief Executive Officer at Glocan Oceanic Platform of Canary Island in Spain. Welcome, Mr. Brito. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Thank you very much. I'd like to start with Mrs. Gruber. First question, talking about how we perceive the relation among Atlantic countries and regions in their engagements to ocean sciences and under your perspective, which are the results achieved and ambition we should start. Please, Mrs. Gruber. Thank you. Thank you for the question. Now, for more than a decade, the European Union has worked with Brazil, Canada, South Africa, the United States, Argentina, Capo Verde, and other countries to create the All-Atlantic Ocean Research Alliance. And this is really a first of its kind. It connects researchers, countries, communities from the Arctic to Antarctica. And the All-Atlantic Ocean Research Alliance is serving as a model, actually, for enlarged cooperation on ocean research and innovation in the world. The signing, the sequence officially signed agreement, whether it was the Galway Statement, the Belém Statement, or the recently signed Washington Declaration, really celebrating now this cooperation between the countries and also welcoming countries to cooperate, even if they have not signed any of those agreements. And the insights generated by this initiative have inspired and will inspire important scientific cooperations, intergenerational conversations, but also empower communities to care for our oceans and prevent climate catastrophe. Now, we know that more than 1,000 research teams are currently really working on different research cooperation projects, partly funded by the European Union, but also funded by the partner countries, funded by private donors, etc., by industry. 
this really this fantastic pool of scientists has reached fabulous results. Let me just quote, for example, if we look at uh, the Atlantos project, the project really was launched to achieve a transition from a loosely coordinated set of existing ocean observation activities to a sustainable, efficient, and fit-for-purpose integrated Atlantic Ocean Observatory system. And as the leverage of really the project, this is now continuing as a program. Or let me quote you another example, the Blue Action Project. It was again funded by the the framework program Horizon 2020, the EU framework program. It has really been keen in improving our knowledge by combining observational and modeling approaches over the Atlantic, particularly as well the Arctic. And they have developed extreme weather risks, a web-based tool for risk assessment in the Arctic, which is a tool to drive public consensus to existing and emerging weather-related risks and Arctic impacts on shipping, coastal infrastructures, local communities, fisheries, port operations, and search and rescue missions. Or let's take another project still ongoing, the Atlant Echo success story, a flagship expeditions for science, training, and outreach really focusing on microbiomes, but also plastic and the plastic fair, the seascapes connectivity. And they really started with uh, the foundation Tara Ocean. They started in July, 2021, along the Brazilian coast, down to Antarctica and back up along the West African coast. And along the way, many crews relate on board to complete an extensive program of sampling, data collection, deploying the standardized protocols established for the project. There were many young scientists involved and they have been given the opportunity really to gain valuable experience at sea with hands-on training. And in addition to that, many outreach activities were organized really to bring the beauty of the Atlantic Ocean back to the citizens. So a lot has to be done still in the future, but I think we talk for the next questions. What are the big challenges for the future? Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mrs. Gruber. So I would like to ask the same question to Mr. Siklo, talking about the perspective in the relation among Atlantic countries and regions and the engagement to ocean sciences and of course the result achieved it and in your honor your perspective the mission we should target please mr Siko. thank you very much for the question i think for south africa uh, the relationships i think within the the all atlantic initially started from the basis of our working together with brazil where we had a formal agreement in terms of working in the space and then when we were engaged by the European Commission, also using the relationship, the long relationship that we had, particularly in collaborative science engagement and science activities. So hence I'm saying the our involvement, particularly in South Africa in the All Atlantic Oceans Collaborative Forum, uh, is purely a result of science diplomacy initiatives and efforts. So from the beginning, the signing indicated earlier on by a lot of people that the signing of the, the Belém statement 
was a key element, an, an opener, for example, a key that enabled us to yes, South Africa to work within a space where we collaborate broadly uh, to, uh, to embark within the activities of the Atlantic Ocean. So stemming from us in South Africa, what we had was that we looked at where we are geographically. And to be honest with you, it was going to be difficult to fully explore the potentials that was provided to us. And yes, when now the countries from the North came up from, in the form of the European Commission and invited us to participate in this platform, we gladly accepted because we realized that ultimately for us to realize the potential of what we have and also to also contribute to the finding solutions within the, the all Atlantic, contributing to the finding solutions of the all Atlantic community, all Atlantic Ocean. That was the key thing. That was the most important thing. That is the most tragic thing that we have to work on. So ultimately, as I said, from then onwards, there were quite a number of benefits. There are quite a number of benefits because even within our relationship with Brazil, within the South side Atlantic Ocean, there were some number of limitations because of the distance and also because, as you all know, these endeavors are quite expensive for one country to undertake alone. So now when you bring in a broader platform, also stemming and then linking on the, the Galway statement that was signed by the partnership within the countries of the North, that is uh, Canada, USA, as well as the European Commission. So that now broadened our involvement. That means it provided a platform for South African scientists to come in and contribute. And then one other thing that we have done, because we also have uh, platforms to, to, to be able to host researchers. Recently, we were able to host through these all Atlantic forum and collaborations. What happens is that we're able to host Northern scientists in our vessels to explore the Southern Ocean. So that ultimately we were able to contribute as partners. That means now we have a bigger platform to engage and do research. And our South African scientists have also been part and partner to the broader uh, Belém country partners where quite a number of projects, I think at the moment about more than 10, 10 groupings have been established to ensure that we address the challenges within the all Atlantic Ocean so that ultimately we are now part of a bigger platform. That means our contribution is no longer on a small scale where we basically are limited by our resources, but then and also of our reach. But now through collaboration, collaborative platforms, we're able to grow. That means now we're able to contribute vastly within the Atlantic Ocean to contribute also because now whatever work that has been done within the Atlantic Ocean has impact on the Indian Ocean because our country is surrounded by the three countries, by the three oceans, which is the Atlantic Ocean, the Indian Ocean, as well as the, the Southern Ocean. So we're now being able to make meaningful contributions in all those platforms. Our contributions to this broader platform was now intensified, that now ultimately in Washington, in a few months ago, we now signed, we now participated in a broader signing of the declaration, the All-Atlantic Declaration, which we anticipate will even more further increase our involvement within the Atlantic Ocean. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Siko. So, same question also to Mrs. Mariana Andraji. Please, Andraji, the floor is yours. Thank you. We often hear in Brazil that South America is separated from Africa in Europe by the Atlantic Ocean. And that bothers me because I don't think the ocean separates us, but rather it connects us, surrounds us, sustains us. 
but of course, I know it's not simple to maintain this connection and encourage collaboration and understand that we are different in scale, resources, culture, politics, and so many more. And, but I also see this as an opportunity to identify our different roles on a planet that demands attention. When I think about challenges and solutions on a global scale, I remember that the ocean is 70% of the surface of this beautiful round planet. And since we are talking about science and also about diplomacy, if we are leaving the ocean out of diplomatic discussions, are we just doing 30% of diplomacy? And I question that. And I believe that ocean science and ocean diplomacy give us something like a planetary projection, opens our eyes to current and future challenges and also help us to recognize the importance of listening to each other uh, like we are doing right now and also to build consistent long-term co cooperation. So I'm already a result of the generation raised by the Berlin Agreement and I see several colleagues doing science that it's important for Brazil but also important to other countries. And my experience as a youth ambassador allowed me to be a little overwhelmed by the complexity of oceanic matters, but also allowed me to be very grateful to meet so many inspired people, to hear from all of you, to be here with you in this space today, and also to be able to really feel the ocean that connects us. And this means that sometimes we will discuss this topic in meeting rooms, write papers, reports, uh, agreements, and complicated documents to help our institutions negotiate agreements. But maybe sometimes we will record a podcast or talk to a person on the street and discover the ocean within a family story. And caring for the ocean is exciting, is a discovery field mission every day. And I'm still learning, of course, but I think all of this can help ocean science and also ocean diplomacy. And I'm very inspired when I read in the O Atlantic Declaration about promoting innovative and transformative result-oriented science, about diversity, equity, and inclusion, about stakeholder engagement, and other important things. It's, it's really great to read about that. And I'm really honored right now to be living in an ocean decade and hear about ocean literacy very often. So for the future I'm, and for the present as well, I'm now dreaming of 70 plus 30 equals 100. And, and this declaration can, and all of this movement can help us fueling climate and biodiversity conference and discussions with salt water, with ocean affairs, with ocean science, uh, even more. And because our ocean eyes, not always blue, but always oceanic, um, I think can help us lead evidence-based negotiation and decision-making and maybe reinforce our national, regional and global interests in a just sustainable future. I would like that. And thank you. Thank you very much, Mrs. Andrade. So the same question also to Mr. Andrei Polesiak about the perceived, uh, how we perceive the relation about Atlantic countries and the result achieved. Please, Mr. Polesiak. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know anywhere else in which an alliance such as this exists. It is an effort that 
really started small into gathering research groups to work together and deliver the science that we need. It just, the momentum was so good that it involved a lot of communities and countries within those that want to deliver exactly a better knowledge for informed decision-making, which is exactly the base, one of the bases of uh, science diplomacy. So the Atlantic is a very good example of a huge ocean basin that has many different countries, but also many different communities within, and so many stakes and interests at play that it becomes a petri dish for the study of uh, ocean science diplomacy. So I truly believe that this alliance will change the course of what we do, how we do ocean science, but most of all, how we connect ocean science to other sectors, including the private sector with the industries involved, but also at the largest state to society. So I am a true believer of this alliance. I also think that the people that are involved, who are involved in this alliance, think the same. We have a few challenges, of course, which were already pointed out by my former colleagues, which is the intergenerational gap. So we need to involve people from all ages. We need to involve all different stakeholders who have a say on the ocean if we are to truly promote change. And we need that change because the planet cannot sustain the use that we have been making of the ocean anymore. And we need to acknowledge the role of the ocean into everything we do from very simple daily activities as we have, which are impacted by uh, rain regimes and climate change, but also to the food provision that so many people depend upon. So we are talking about the major life supporting system that provides us services for as long as time exists. And we are now looking at it from, finally, from a basin scale point of view. So with that regard, I truly believe that this alliance will be a game changer and we can promote change within societal needs. Now, with that in hand, there are all the challenges that we need to surplus in this. The first one being connecting between different understandings of what ocean is, what ocean means to different uh, people, but also connecting many different bureaucracies and political systems and social economic realities. As a good friend Gilbert pointed out, it is extremely expensive to do ocean science. One of the motivations of having this alliance, but it was more than that. It was the desire that we all collectively had on bringing this to the core of the people, of the citizens, as Sigi was pointing out. So now we have the chance of doing that. And it is beautiful to see this happening for now, after quite some time, <laughs> after a few years, seeing it leveraging and scaling up and more countries being interested in playing this uh, game with us. So hopefully this will be there for good and we can find other venues and get out of our little boxes on understanding how we could promote ocean science, but we could go more and we could promote ocean literacy engagement and delivering back to policymakers and society in general what science can inform us on better decisions. So that's for me, in a nutshell, what this alliance represents. Thank you. Obrigado, Carlos. Muito obrigado. Thank you very much, Mr. Polejar. So... The same question also to Mr. Hernandez, Hernandez Brito. 
Please, Mr. Brito, the floor is yours. Thank you. I would like to talk today on Canary Island. You know, Canary Island, that is a small region, a small islands, outermost uh, region. So from the point of view of uh, these uh, small islands uh, in the middle of the Atlantic, uh, I think that we have to thank uh, very much uh, the science uh, diplomacy and the Atlantic uh, strategy because it uh, has uh, allowed us uh, to work within the, a lot of partnership within the European uh, Union, but also with African institutions, with American colleagues, uh, contacting uh, with us, uh, sharing data, sharing uh, technologies, uh, exploring new opportunities uh, in blue economies, uh, helping us to do a better management of uh, the oceanic uh, space, uh, also doing transfer of uh, technology. So really uh, for us, uh, this uh, strategy uh, and the programs around the Atlantic Alliance uh, have uh, integrated us uh, in a way that was unthinkable perhaps 20 years ago. I think that I would like to be very positive about also the awareness that of working together, I mean, that the different countries have in this area, because I think that we have to face common challenges in pollution or loss of biodiversity or the management of the living resources or renewable energies. We have to do that all together. Also, I think that has been very important for us uh, being part of, of uh, multilateral uh, cooperation in uh, programs uh, like uh, the Decade of the Ocean or uh, the objective of the United Nations or Green Deal at the European Union. So I think that this is also very important for our industry here, the opportunity to uh, work with them within these uh, frames, allowing them to have further vision within this uh, cooperation. But also I think that this is uh, a big opportunity for the citizens uh, also here in, in the islands, because uh, through those uh, programs, uh, they have uh, learned more how to protect their natural uh, environment, uh, how to protect uh, our islands, how to make available use efficiently our resources. So I think that uh, more and more the citizens uh, are getting involved in the protection on the restoration of the biodiversity. I think that this also is creating new opportunities for jobs and for a new blue economy. I think that also for us has been an opportunity to use the Canary Island as a testing site for working together with many different uh, colleagues, uh, enterprises and entities uh, around Europe and also with uh, colleagues from Africa. So also it has been a very great opportunity to exchange of people, you know, for us uh, have allowed us uh, to be in contact with hundreds of uh, colleagues uh, at the different countries, uh, creating uh, new links, uh, uh, also creating new opportunities and new experience, sharing technology, sharing data. I think that definitely Goldway and Belen statement uh, have uh, given us uh, the opportunity to be in the map and to work uh, with uh, our neighbors. Uh, so also, I think that has been very important for us uh, being part of uh, all the observational programs, uh, something that cannot be done by a single country. Uh, but in, in our case, small islands uh, being part of uh, programs like uh, ICOS, EMSO, LifeWatch, uh, Copernicus, uh, Argo, that uh, has been a very great opportunity to uh, cooperate. Also, the mobility of uh, researchers, uh, for example, the mobility 
of women that we have down without the Micronesia, with Cape Verde, or with Senegal. So I think that these have offered also opportunities for our young people uh, also to have uh, research opportunities and to move across this Atlantic space, being part of uh, projects uh, like uh, Atlanteco, or Atlantic Mixion, Aura, Anchor. So at all, we have been a part of uh, more than 30 European uh, projects with hundreds of contacts. So I think that really make us, uh, give us the opportunity to, to work together in, in this space in a way that was uh, unthinkable. So uh, for the future, I think that uh, we have to follow this uh, track and increase the coordination also in the observation. I think that nowadays we have uh, more technologies, sensors, platforms to get much more info about the ocean. So in particular, I think that having enough uh, data to have uh, digital twins uh, of uh, the Atlantic Ocean, that will be a great opportunity in projects like Iliad that we are being part. So I think that also is very important to look for, for more opportunities in the recover of uh, biodiversity, the health of the ocean. So I think that these uh, are also uh, new programs. The, the mission about the ocean is also a great opportunity to focus on that. So I think that uh, more work has to be done in decreasing the dumping of uh, uh, pollutants to the oceans, especially plastics, but also the carbonization of the marine uh, transport and marine uh, activities also the blue economy. So I think that these great opportunities and great challenges for the near future to work on this uh, direction. I think that uh, also we have to have much more coordination in the use of the renewable resources, uh, especially fisheries. Uh, but uh, I think that it's also a great opportunity to use uh, new technologies and joint uh, capacities across the Atlantic uh, to enhance uh, the right uh, technologies and the right uh, agreements. But um, finally, I just like to thank all that has been involved in the creation and on the development and the implementation of these Atlantic initiatives, because uh, for, for us, in some way, have changed our lives. Thank you very much. So, Mr. Brito, stay with us, because I would like to ask you another question. I would like to ask you in a few words, which are your thoughts on the future of the Alliance? I will ask the same question to all our guests, but starting with you, please, the floor is yours. I think that because the advances in technologies and also because uh, the advances that we have uh, down in, um, in remote uh, collaboration during this uh, COVID uh, period, I think that uh, now all the citizens uh, are much more ready and proactive to work remotely. So I think that definitely we have to use these new technologies, experience that we have, uh, in order to uh, to increase this uh, um, collaboration, I think that uh, we have to um, try to move further in using those data that we are getting from the ocean in order to apply then to the uh, developing of, of much more sustainable use of, of the ocean, but also in programs like, for example, 3030. I mean, we have, we need those data in order to do a much better management of, of those resources. But at the same time, I think that the use of the ocean, uh, we have to, uh, to get uh, Info, information data as soon as we use the ocean, for example, for aquaculture or we use the ocean for getting renewable energies from there. I think that the implementation of those technologies in the sea uh, provide us uh, new ways to have uh, much more sustainable observation 
of those uh, areas. And uh, I think that these data should be shared. Also, I think that uh, it's uh, an opportunity to enhance uh, the mobility of the person. At the end of the day, I think that this, uh, the young person, especially, we have to try to get uh, much more interaction among them in programs in which they can do their PhD or their research in other institutions and creating personal contacts that speed up later on the collaboration research, but also give us a sense of proximity. In our case, I think that the presence of uh, uh, people from different uh, countries, our, um, our, our research uh, center, uh, give us a feeling of a whole planet. You know, uh, we feel much more that uh, being on, only part of a country, we, we feel that we are part of the whole Atlantic space and that we share that the, the ocean is just connecting us, it's not splitting us apart. Thank you very much, Mr. Vito. So I would like to ask the same question to Mr. Polejac. In a few words, which are your thoughts about the future of the Alliance? Please, Mr. Polejac. Obrigado, Carlo. I think that the future lies now. We have 10 years' time during the decade, and I think that the future of the Alliance, as any other ocean endeavor right now, is ocean literacy, meaning that it's not about just education, it's not about teaching, but it's about dialoguing. Dialoguing with policymakers, dialoguing with local uh, leaderships, dialoguing with, of course, with kids and teenagers, but also with the lay people, the people who are actually in at the core of this whole alliance, the citizens and the people who are uh, asking science for more better informed decision making tools. So I think that the future relies intensively on the issue of ocean literacy. But also something that I wish would happen is more countries and more communities would be involved so we could build better and stronger partnerships throughout the basin. We're talking about a long way. We're talking about many countries that are not yet involved and they are always welcome. They always were. But I think that we should reach out as well and uh, maybe accept new uh, partnerships going beyond the countries that are already involved now. And that's it for me. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Polejac. So the same question to Mrs. Mariana Andrade. A few words. What your vision, what your thoughts about the future of the Alliance? Please, Mrs. Andrade. Thank you, Carlo. I would like to thank the work of so many people in building this Alliance so far. And I'm sure that there is a concern that the Alliance will grow for and also with the future generations. So I hope we learn to value that we, even with our differences, languages, cultures, and everything else, we are stronger as an Atlantic community. So let's talk about the ocean, do science together, make art, partnerships, and take responsibility uh, for maintaining this Atlantic relationship. And I really think we, we have a path during the decade and beyond and the color of hope should be ocean blue. And we are together in this. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mrs. Andrade. So the same question to Mr. Gilbert Sico. Mr. Sico, your words about the future of the Alliance, please. Thank you. For me, I'll see the future as very bright, simply because the current initiatives are providing the foundations for further engagement. I would mainly think that we have to nest everything that we foresee in the future. I think we now see that there is, uh, as Andrea has indicated, the 
the decade of ocean size for sustainable development. That also is another platform that we have to utilize to ensure that we create momentum within the all Atlantic. What I see is that we need to be looking at priorities. Uh, when you look at priorities in the region, that will greatly assist in creating more momentum and to ensure that the whatever that we've identified, we are able to attain those priorities that we attain. My colleagues have also touched on the role of the youth. I think one of the most important initiatives that was launched by through the All Atlantic was the the All Atlantic Youth Ambassadors. They created a platform. It's also a nesting process where collaborations within the youth ambassadors will bring them future initiatives for them to be able to collaborate. They have already built a camaraderie that I foresee that in the future will grow beyond what we have foreseen. Regional partnership, I also see regional partnership as very important. For example, in our case in South Africa, we intend to bring in other African countries within the Atlantic to ensure that they also are able to participate. Basically, this is how we see ourselves contributing to the growth of these all-Atlantic collaborative platforms. This will involve quite a number of initiatives that will ensure that there is growth and development within the all-Atlantic. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Siko. I would like to ask the same question to Mrs. Gruber. Mrs. Gruber, what about the future of the alliance in your words? Please, Mrs. Gruber. Thank you, Carlo. Now, this is a decade, as uh, the previous speakers have already said, of decisions for our planet. We are confronted with a climate crisis, with a pollution crisis, with a food crisis, a biodiversity crisis. So, altogether, this is this really needs and requires systemic responsive, collective and coordinated action. And now we have moved really to the basin scale work. It's we have put the all in the all Atlantic. It's really becoming the convening concept. And this has been agreed by the policymakers, has been accepted by the scientists. It's widely as, as well really echoed by the many people who joined the alliance. Think of all Atlantic, all waters, inland and marine, all systems, systems on earth, all knowledge, scientific, indigenous knowledge, all forms of innovation, including social innovation, all forms of learning, experimental, transformational, inter and transdisciplinary all forms of communication and what has already been recalled as well by the previous speakers, all communities, all generations. And let me add here to the, the a new term, it's not new, but I, I wanted to add it to the science diplomacy power of this alliance. I would like to add the important concept of people diplomacy, because I can only echo what was said before. It needs the whole grassroots movement. We have to create the conditions to allow people to co-create, to co-implement, to co-monitor, and to co-decide. Because only with that, everyone will have and can take responsibilities, and we can innovate and deliver the necessary transformations. And it was also already said, but let me really again stress it, Training, capacity building, and education are indeed the cornerstones to reducing economic differences between regions. They promote social 
societal, cultural values. They leave it really to a better standard of living. So what we really need to create and what the Alliance will need to create are new opportunities, new awarding systems for early career scientists, new funding cycles and structures. But also we need to work to bridge the intergenerational gap, promote intergenerational dialogue that facilitates knowledge transfer so that young people can profit from the accumulated experience of professionals, get inspired and empowered. And with that, we will create an open and inclusive community that really counts. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mrs. Moover. And unfortunately, our time is over. But I would like to ask you very much, Mrs. Sigi Gruber, Active Senior Advisor at the European Commission, for your participation to our podcast. Thank you very much, Mrs. Gruber. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. And also thank you very much to Gilbert Sico, Director of Marine and Polar Research, Biosciences at the Department of Science and Innovation in South Africa. Thank you very much, Mr. Sico. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much. And also thank you very much to Mrs. Mariana Andragi, first cohort and mentor at the All Atlantic Ocean Youth Ambassador in Brazil. Thank you very much, Mrs. Andrade. Thank you, Carlo. Thank you, Elisa. Thank you, all of you. Thank you, Andrei, for your research. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity to listen and participate in this conversation. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you also so much to Mr. Andrei Polejak at the World Maritime University and Ministry of Science, Technology and Innovation in Brazil. Thank you so much for being with us. Obrigado, Carlo. Obrigado a todos. And thank you. It's always a delight to be amongst these people. It's like, you know, our one of the best things ever of this alliance is actually getting to know you all. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. And also thank you very much to José Joaquim Hernández Brito, Chief Executive Officer at Plucan Oceanic Platform of Canary Island in Spain. Thank you very much, Mr. Brito. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me today and allowing us to share with you. Thank you once again. And also thank you to you that are listening to us. This is the All Atlantic Thoughts podcast. But stay with us because we'll be soon at a new episode and you can find all our episodes directly on your platform, Spotify, or also on YouTube. Thank you very much once again and see you soon.